and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Are you ready for the word today? Um, I've got a great word. We're going to read Psalm chapter 121 together. Um, And it says this, it says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. There was a time um, when uh, back in 2019 where I found myself um, doing a very long hike with my family. Um, And any parents that have taken your kids on a hike before or attempted to, it's torture for the parent. And uh, you may be, you know, um, guiding your five-year-old up a, up a mountain. My mum was, you know, guiding her 25-year-old up the mountain. And, um, and I was getting quite bored. I remember as a kid when we would go uh, camping to Lake Conjola down near Aladulla, um, it was, you know, um, the Sutherland Road where it's got all the whales and dolphins um, on the, at the start of the Prince's Highway? At that point, I was already asking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And we still had two and a half hours to go. So here I am, we're in the middle of a, of a Filipino jungle um, and, and I need to pass the time. So I'm with my family, um, my mum and two sisters. And so I say over and over and over and over and over again, who wants to play a game? And I would say it without even knowing what game I was going to, um, what game we were going to play. One of the games, hilarious game, highly recommend. I will be spelling the words here just because um, I don't want to give anybody the wrong idea. Um, uh, I, 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 there were pebbles and there was water. And so I would pick up the pebbles and I would T-H-R-O-W them in the air. I'd say, who wants to play a game? And then I'd throw the P-E-B-B-L-E-S in the air <laughs> and everyone would have to dive in the water in the middle of our hike to avoid the pebbles. And this, this who wants to play a game becomes sort of a feature of, this, of these hikes that we would do. Now, this psalm that we just read is about a, um, it's a psalm of ascent and they are heading towards, they're on an annual pilgrimage to Jerusalem. And this psalm that we read is actually um, a call and response psalm. And the leader of this, of this group of people that were making their pilgrimage up to Jerusalem would say, where does my help come from? And then the whole, the whole group, the whole pilgrimage would respond to the call and back and forth they would go. So the leader would say, um, I will lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And everyone would respond. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Then the leader would say, The Lord watches over you. And back and forth they would go. And over and over and over again, they would call and respond to each other about the goodness of God, that God will protect us from all harm. And as I I think about the world we live in and as I'm meditating on the Scriptures for our message today, 
I can't help but think that our journey through life now is not that dissimilar to the pilgrimage, the dangerous pilgrimage that they would make up to Jerusalem. They were walking along a rocky path. It was not tarred road. It was a dangerous and rocky path. And, and they really didn't know if where they put their foot next would cause them to fall down the side of a mountain as they ascended the mountains. It was a dangerous and it was an unfirm foundation and they were trying their best to put their foot in the right place. Along the way, because the pilgrimage was very well known, there would be all sorts of people trying to rob, trying to distract, trying to um, take from the, uh, those that were making the pilgrimage. And I can't help but think that in our lives today that we feel like as we're journeying onwards and upwards towards God, that we feel like there are things trying to take away from us, things trying to rob who we are and what we've got on our pilgrimage. I also think about the fact that the elements, they were at the disposal of the elements. The scorching sun in the day, and then when that sun, um, when that sun you know, dropped and night came, it was like a, a, a 20 degree drop all at once. And they, all of a sudden they were scorching in the day and then freezing at night. Totally subject to the elements. And I cannot help but think that in our world today that there are forces beyond our control that dramatically impact how we experience our lives. So when we have a call and response psalm like this, my mind goes to a couple of things. Firstly, wow, how important is community? <laughs> the fact that we can't neglect meeting together because the call and response from other believers, those that are making the pilgrimage together, are exactly what we need to get through. Exactly what we need to, with endurance, make it to our destination. And then I'm looking at the promises that are held in this psalm, and I'm meditating this week being like, my gosh, Jesus? They were making their pilgrimage up the mountain to Jerusalem, the heavenly city. But as I, with everything that I've got, commit to laying my life down for Jesus and following him all the way to eternity, I can't but help but think that the promises found in this scripture are so relevant for me today as well. So I want to ask today, and the title of my message is, where does my help come from? Where does my help come from? Number one, my, my, uh, my help comes from my father's eyes on me. My father's eyes on me. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I'm not sure if you're at church or not, I, I told a story about how my mum surprised uh, my sisters and I with a holiday to Fiji. And uh, she was going to a conference. She took us to the airport. Our uncle was meant to pick us up. And then she said, oh, no, my, you know, your uncle can't come and pick you up. And then she surprised us with three brand new passports because we'd never been overseas. She's like, guess you'll have to come with me. And it was like this great moment. And off we went to Kids Club on Denarau Island at Fiji. Anyone been to a kids club before? <laughs> and so there we were in a kids club. But the thing was, my mum was working. So she was at a conference. And it wasn't um, back then, child safety wasn't as legit as it is these days, OK? Um, so when, when mum used to drop me off to kids club, well, like we could as easily walk ourselves out of kids club. And it just so happens Denarau Island is a very safe island in Fiji. So um, anyway, anyone know the Boulevard? So we'd go on the Boulevard and it was, it was all great. Anyway, so one day we got bored of kids club, as kids do. And, um, and so I, uh, well, my sisters and I decided that we were just going to chill out. We were going to hang out 
and just hang around the island, the resorts, the pools. And on Denarau Island, you can sort of like, um, like sneak into other resorts and go into other pools. And so that's what we would do. And then one, this lovely lady, right, this lovely, lovely hotel worker comes and says, um, part of our hotel, she's like, oh, my two sisters, two beautiful girls, I'll braid your hair. Now, I'm a smart man, and uh, even though I'm like, you know, 12 at the time, 11 at the time, I'm like, yeah, how much? She goes, $5. I thought, $5 for braided hair? The girls are going to love this. So we got their hair braided. She goes, do you want to charge it to the hotel room? I said, yes, I do. I do want to charge it to the hotel room. What I didn't know, my poor mum... It wasn't $5 for braids. It was $5 per braid. US. <laughs> 60 braids each. <laughs> My mum was set back with about a $1,200 hair braid <laughs> bill at the end of it, and my sisters were loving life. Um, in life, what we can sometimes feel like is that we have to be hyper-vigilant to watch out for every little thing that is going to tr come and try and distract us or rip away from us or take from us or rob us. There is this, there is this essence of like, I've got to be on guard. I've got to watch for all deception. I've got to watch for all, trying to say it's only $5, but what they really mean is $5 per braid, right? And there is this like, there is this temptation to fall into this, I've got to be on absolute guard, hyper-vigilant all the time, that my journey with Jesus is me having to look down at this rocky path and know exactly where I should put my foot. But the only problem is, is that we go to sleep and we're not always going to be able to be hyper-vigilant. And you know what? We're not always going to be able to look after every little detail of our children's lives. And we're not going to know every sort of thing that's going to come at us from society or whatnot in the next little bit. But the promise here is that my Father's eyes are upon me. And where my eyes are limited to what I can see here and now and what my mum was at a conference but her kids are being ripped off by this lady, there is a, there is a, as a human, there is a limitation to how much we can be vigilant and notice the danger coming towards us. But the promise for believers is that God will be hyper-vigilant for us, that His eyes will always be on us. In verse 4 it says, He who watch watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The pressure to always know what danger is approaching or what risk there is in the future, the pressure to know that is not on us. We have a God who says, my eyes are always on you. I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to rest. I'm not going to, while I'm looking at someone else, I'm not going to take my eyes off you. The promise is he will always watch over us. Psalm 32 verse 8 says this, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. It means that if we're connected to the Holy Spirit, we can be pretty sure that God is going to warn us of every danger. He's, when we go to take a step in the wrong place, He's going to say, no, shift your step here. He's going to cover us from every single side because my help comes from the fact that my God has His Father's eye on me at all times. The pressure 
isn't on us. Number two, where does my help come from? It comes from my Father's presence beside me. My Father's presence beside me. His eyes are not only on us, but His presence is with us. And in the verse, we read in verse 5 and 6, it says, The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. And so here the psalmist and, and these, this group of pilgrims that are making their pilgrimage, here they are saying that everyone else in the world that doesn't have Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour, they are subject to the elements. That the sun will scorch them by day and at night they will get frozen by the lack of sun. That the forces that they cannot control will dictate how we experience life. But for the believer, it says, the Lord is your shade at your right hand. And the promise for us today is that He will protect us from the elements. The forces that we cannot control, that are outside of every single one of our controls, God says, I will protect you from that. I will be your shade in the day. I will be your warmth in the night. I distinctly remember in my HSC, and this is shout out to all of our year 12s, and where there would be people stressing so hard in their HSC, walking into exams, shivering with stress. I would go to the cafe in the morning. I would, I would open my, I wouldn't revise my notes. I would open my Bible in the morning and I would walk into that exam hall so full of peace, so at rest knowing that the forces, the, these forces that makes everyone else stress, the pressure that is, that is um, buckling everybody else, it will not touch me because I have a God who says, I will protect you from the elements. I will protect you from the elements. What harms others will not harm us in, in Christ Jesus. We are not at the mercy of the elements. We are at the mercy of a very loving Father. So when we find ourselves in a round of redundancies at work and everyone else is freaking out, as a believer, I am not at the mercy of any boardroom. No, I am only at the mercy of my loving Father. He will look after me every single time. He's got my, he's got my future. He's got my journey. He's got my pilgrimage. There is nothing outside of the control of my loving Father. And number three, and number three, where does my help come from? Number three, my help comes from my father's care around me. My father's care around me. Verse seven says, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. Says the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. One more time. The Lord will keep you from all harm. Can we receive that today? As I was praying, I actually really did feel that there were some people that had some diagnosis given this week. And we are proclaiming over you today as the call and response. We are proclaiming the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. 
the Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. I um one day I was um I was on going for a walk in Cronulla with my good friend Ellis, and uh, we were wa- walking along the Esplanade. And uh, who loves a good Esplanade walk at Horizon Church? I see when I when Alyssa and I walk along the Esplanade, we see about a hundred people from Horizon Church. And as extroverts, I know that if I need an extrovert fix, all I have to do is walk along the Esplanade. Okay, and um, I'm walking along the Esplanade, and so I start to think for some reason that my ankle. Like, I've broken it or something. Like, and I'm like, like okay, hypochondriac, I know. Um, in a, I, again, two sisters and me. Um, my middle sister, Taylor, she's like, oh, look, I broke my arm. And her arm is like hanging off. And it's like, oh my gosh, girl, do you have that condition where you can't feel pain? Like, what's going on there? <laughs> Fallon and I, on the other hand, we perpetually had a bandage on us saying like, <laughs> I've got a sprain this, I've got a sprain that. Anyway, we're walking along the Esplanade. And I start to feel like my ankle is broken. And like my ankle is in so much pain, it is on fire, right? And I'm walking and I'm like starting to think to myself, we're having great conversations, right? Great conversations. I'm starting to think to myself, like I'm not gonna make it. (laughs) Uh, The drama in the Morehouse, you should hear us, oh man. I'm not gonna make it. And so what I do, is I put my foot up on someone's, um, on someone's, you know, like uh, brick sort of low-lying fence and I do up my shoelace. I put my foot down and I walk and there is zero pain. <laughs> All the pain came from the fact that I was just walking with shoes that weren't done up. In our walk with God, there is, I believe, pain and fear and anxiety that we experience, not really because of the elements that we're experiencing, not really because of the rocky path. It's simply because we don't have our shoes tied up. That there are some truths that we need to, and as simple as it is, it's like we just need to tie our shoes up with the truth again. And it's like, no matter what comes at us, no matter what happens at work, no matter what's going on with my children, no matter what's going on at school, no matter what exams I have, no no matter what deadlines I've got, that I've got to just do my shoes up with the truth that God will look after me, that I am not like everybody else. I am not in this life alone. I am not isolated. The pressure is not all on me. In fact, far from it. (laughs) The pressure is on God. I am not in control of the outcome. I don't know if I'm, uh, how I'm going to get to the end, but the pressure is not on me. The pressure is on Jesus Christ. He says He's the author and the finisher of my faith. So I just got to do my shoelaces up and keep walking towards Jesus. And as simple as it is, it's like, church, we've got to realise, yes, things are going to happen. Matthew chapter 16, Jesus says, or John chapter 16, In this world, you will have trouble. It's to be expected. But take heart. I have overcome the world, Jesus says. Do up your shoes. And today I'm asking our church, can we do up our shoes? Can we get in our spirits again? God will not fail me. His eyes are upon me. His presence is with me and He'll protect me from all harm. On this journey and on this pilgrimage, 
the Holy Spirit is leading us and He will lead us all the way to completion. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. He finishes what He starts. He leads us to completion. We will, like these pilgrims, make it to Jerusalem, our destination. Psalm chapter uh, 73, sorry, verse 24 says this. You guide me with your counsel and afterwards you will receive me to glory. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward you will receive me to glory. Can I translate for us? He is going to get us to the end. Every single one of us in the room today with faith in Jesus Christ, He will get you all the way to the end. He will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life both now and forevermore. It's what Jesus does. The pressure is not on us. The stuff that we're experiencing in the world, the pressure is not on us. He will get us to the end. Psalm chapter 118 verse 17 says, I will not die, but I will live. And I will proclaim what the Lord has done. And I just feel to proclaim that over us today. I will not die, but I will live. And I will proclaim what the Lord has done. He will get us all the way till the end. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes today? I'd love to speak to some people in the room where you don't yet have a relationship with Jesus. Like me, you may have heard heard about Him at Scripture in school or from a person on the street accidentally flicked to a TV channel on a Sunday morning and heard someone on TV talk to Him. But you never realise what you're realising right now, that there is a God who is very much alive, very much involved in our everyday lives and His love is reaching out to you today. I want to let you know that if you're in the room today and you're not in a relationship with Jesus, one of the things that you will remark as you open up to Jesus is you will, you will say to yourself, oh my gosh, this is what it's like to live life not alone. He comes in and He washes away every sin, every error, every mistake, the guilt and shame built up over time. And He promises, we are going to do this life together. Right now with every head bowed and every eye closed and for those of you online today, I'm praying this prayer with you as well. I'd love to pray a prayer to help people accept Jesus into their hearts. So the whole whole church is going to pray this after me. Say this, Dear Jesus, I come to you today with an open heart and I say, Jesus, Holy Spirit, come in. I believe through my faith in you that I am now a child of God. My past has been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And through His resurrection, I too experience new life today. Father God, I believe that from this day, You walk with me with every head bowed and every eye closed. At home as well, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed as a moment of personal reflection. I'd love today to know who prayed that prayer for the first time and who meant it. 
and you're saying, Jackson, today I'm giving, up, I'm giving over my heart to Jesus. I'm letting him in. I want, to, I, want to, I want to know this God who will be with me for this whole pilgrimage of life. On the count of three, if that's you and you're opening up your heart to Jesus today, on the count of three, give me a wave. Ready? One, two, three, right across the room. So good down here. So good. I love that. That was amazing. So good. Who else today? Amazing. Right across the room as I look. That is so cool. That is so cool. Gosh, I love that. Well, Father God, I just thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you, God, that you come in and you make all things new. You turn a dying and stuffy and old and cobweb insides and you renew us from the inside out. So God, for those who received you today, God, I just pray and I declare and I prophesy, let new life spring forth in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, this is what your word does. It brings new life in every, it breeds new life in every single one of us. So do that today in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said? Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.